With weight loss resistance, it's complicated. Fewer calories in than than you know, than you burn and you lose weight. That's not how it is. That's not it's not that simple. Starvation is not the key to losing weight. We're not calculators. There's so many more pieces of that puzzle. If you have inflammation or infections or gut dysfunction or or hormone dysfunction, all of these things play a role. And, and once you lock those all down, then weight loss does become a little bit more of a, a calculator of sorts where you can control it so much more easily once you remove all this extra stuff. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, my babes. Good morning, afternoon, or evening to you who is expanding your mind and life by having the medicine podcast in your little ear holes. <laughs> and you know, I don't say that lightly. You are expanding, and I'm proud of you. We do our best um, to bring on guests who are talking about things that you don't really find in the mainstream. The mainstream of education and media outlets are generally keeping people in this unfortunate, unhappy, comparisonitis space. I don't want to be mainstream. <laughs> we want to go deep and wide here on The Medicine, and this episode is absolutely no different. Today, I am speaking with Dr. Jabin Moore, and just for reference, I can't even tell you how many people reached out to me super excited and wondering, when is the interview going to air with Jabin? Uh, it's just amazing to see how excited y'all are to hear from him. He's just incredible. And I love it. Okay, so Dr. Jabin Moore is a national board-certified chiropractic physician and has passed the National Board for Acupuncture. He practices functional medicine, looking for the root cause of illness and treating through natural protocols. His journey started when he began to have his own health struggles at age only 25, you guys. With no answers from conventional methods, he continued his search, discovering that he actually had Lyme disease. Once he was able to find a successful treatment and become symptom-free, his journey then led to his passion of helping others to reach their optimal health beyond just surviving and instead being able to live vibrantly. In the endless search for answers, Dr. Jabin has had the privilege of working with many people suffering from chronic illnesses and infections to help them gain their lives back. Woo! And today, Jabin and I are talking about weight loss resistance, the phenomenon probably too many of us are familiar with of exercising like crazy, cutting calories, eating like a rabbit, and still nothing drops, nothing changes, nothing budges on the body. I've definitely experienced this myself, and it can be maddening. So Jabin and I go deep into what's happening in the body with this phenomenon and how fat storage is actually a protective mechanism of your body. Then how to get around this and have more energy and eat more and actually lose weight. 
I know it sounds like a miracle, but I'm going to let Jabin do the explaining from here. Enjoy this interview with the incredible and kind Dr. Jabin Moore. And when you're done listening, hit the little share button and send to someone you know and love, someone who could use a little boost in their health journey. Or share on your story on Instagram and tag me at GetMimiFit. I always enter you into my Friday giveaway when you do this. All right, babes. Bye. All right, you guys. I am so happy I'm so jazzed for this interview because I know how many of you it's going to touch. Um, I have the amazing, the one and only Dr. Jabin Moore. Dr. Can I call you Jabin? Absolutely. Okay. Jabin, welcome to the Medicine Podcast. I am so happy to have you. Well, thanks for having me on here. I'm, I'm really excited about our topic today. This is something that has been a passion of mine since I was really, really young and my mom dealt with a lot of these struggles. So since the age of 10 or so, I've been on this journey. Wow. Yeah. I want to hear about your mom's story and your story a little bit. I know they are, I'm sure um, we could probably spend the whole podcast episode on just those two things, but I do, um, I do want people to know, you know, you've been in the shit you guys, for lack of a better word, when you're going through health issues and you feel like there's no one to help you and no matter what, how many doctors and specialists and everything you see, it's really hard to get to the bottom of why, 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 why is this happening? And you can't figure it out. It feels like shit. <laughs> and so we're definitely going to get all into that in your story. But first, I have a question for you um, that I ask every single guest who comes on the Medicine Podcast, and that is... What about your life? What aspect do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? Oh, man. Um, honestly, the joy of being able to do what I do. Mm. So it even brings me to tears sometimes. You'd see that on my some of the <laughs> stuff I've done. The ability to have somebody come in, have no hope left, have this just the final straw, and then to be able to be a team player in their journey back to health. And then to finally tell me that, well, just last week, uh, a woman told me the first time in 30 years, she was able to enjoy a vacation with her family. Wow. I mean, that is so rewarding. You live on the high for a while, even though I can, sometimes I hear multiple of those in a week. And I did last week. It was so incredible that I saw, I heard several of those. And I was just like on a high. I mean, that is, that is, a feeling that is none like anything else that you ever receive because I've won all American awards. I've gotten on the Dean's list or got a 4.0 and those don't touch mm. someone coming in and saying, thank you for helping me get my life back. Mm, that's amazing. I love, I love that. And I can see, I can see the emotion in your face and that it really is like, there's, um, there's a lot to that. And I thank you for sharing that. Um, I think the reason why it doesn't touch it is because those accolades, those achievements are all internal, right? It's all for me and they're admirable. They're so wonderful, but it's all like kind of intrinsic. It's all turned inward rather with patients and people that you're helping every single day, literally changing lives. 
and helping people to live longer, healthier, healthier, happier lives. That's all external. That's affecting now you. You're gaining, you know, that just, oh my gosh, I feel so good helping other people. Um, but it's external. It's turned outwards, which I think some of the biggest fulfillment in our lives comes from when we discover how we can serve others and it lights us up every single day. And I can tell your work as a chiropractic doctor lights you up every single day. Um, can you give us a snapshot of your healing story and um, how you ultimately had to become your own best health advocate? And then it sounds like your your mom's story, which you mentioned when we were off air. And I was like, hold on, we got we to gotta push record. Um, I want to hear a little bit of how your mom's story actually influenced you as well. Yeah, so I'm going to do the best I can to keep this short. It's a long one over 20 plus years. But when I was 10 years old, my mom kind of looked at me and said, I think I'm going to die. I'm not going to be here. So I need to teach you how to do the checkbook because your dad is dyslexic. So I went from being a horrible little kid to um, never getting in trouble again at 10. And I mean, I was in the principal's office all the time to never once getting a write-up in, in middle school ever. And this was all from fifth to sixth grade. And it was because my mom had gained 150 pounds. She was on 40 different prescription pills a day. And it happened very rapidly over a three or four year period. And we couldn't figure out why. We had no idea what was going on until she got in an auto accident after dropping me off at school. And they took her to the ER and they came out and they said, man, you didn't report that you had diabetes. And she goes, I don't. Well, after three more tests, he came back and said, absolutely, you do. You have diabetes. She'd been diagnosed with everything else under the sun from depression to cholesterol, ulcers, thyroid, just everything under the sun that the body can break down to when your blood sugar's off, including the huge weight gain, even though she was on the perfect diet. I mean, she was with a bodybuilding expert who I actually mentored under who was basically eating, having her eat broccoli and chicken every meal of the day, still gaining weight. Wow. And he couldn't figure it out. So at that point, my mom was just like, you know, I need to teach you how to take care of your dad. And throughout the next decade, she barely could work if at all. And I became very motivated to learn about health and to understand it and ended up going to, to school, getting pre-med, deciding to go to chiropractic because it fit a little bit more of, of what I felt was my calling, which was to find the root cause of things, to get to the bottom of it, not just to find a prescription or to, a bandaid or I didn't want to be in acute care. And medical doctors are amazing and they are, are phenomenal at saving lives, but I didn't want to be in that acute care side. I wanted to be more in the, the, the lifestyle management, the chronic illness, the, you know, what my mom was going through. And that took me into chiropractic. And while I was in chiropractic school, I uh, developed my own story, which is the long story short, Lyme disease. But I was having brain fog and body pain and developed erectile dysfunction. So hormone dysfunction due to this infection that was wearing me out. It was wearing my body out. And I went from this college athlete, like I said earlier, all American, big, strong, muscular guy. I lost all this weight, went from 250 down to 185, 190 and had a six pack. And I'm like, why now is my body failing me? Like yeah. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm eating healthy. I'm sleeping. I'm not overtraining. Now my body's breaking down. 
And I was at a conference and I happened to be in the right place at the right time after searching for more than a year and fearing that I wasn't ever going to be able to have a wife or kids because, well, things didn't work right. And, and that was really heavy on me. And, and I never really had a lot of depression per se, but maybe I did. Maybe I just didn't recognize it because I didn't have time for it in school. And at that point, you know, I was kind of at my low. I was like, maybe this is just the the ticket that I'm going to have to to bear. The rest at 25, of my right? At 25. Or what age? Yeah, 25. 25. At 25 with a six pack, feeling like I should be very healthy. And I only say six pack because when a guy is fit enough to have a six pack and be muscular, you think of them as being healthy. Right. And I wasn't. Yeah, that's kind of like the external measure of if a guy is quote unquote healthy. Yeah, and and I wasn't and. And I was just talking to all these doctors at a conference. Somebody goes, have you ever checked Lyme? And I was like, no, I mean, I know what it is through school, but no, he's like, you should probably check Lyme. And then finding somebody that knows how to, to deal with Lyme, by the way, the average person goes to 20 doctors before they find someone. Wow. I did find someone. I drove to Wisconsin on my own through a snowstorm. He gave me direction, which got me headed in the right way and gave me some protocols to start and because I was a student. He kind of just said, here's all these protocols, get going. And, and he's a <laughs> phenomenal doctor. I'm not knocking him at all, but he was just like, he's like, you should understand it. Here you go, go. And cause you were in med school essentially, like you should understand this because yeah. he was just saying like, you can handle it. Go ahead. Yep. That's what he did. And, and honestly, within a few weeks, I saw something change. And, and then my journey had, had begun and I was able to get back to normal. And then um, within six months, you know, hormone function was back to normal. Male function was back to normal. Brain fog and body pain were going back toward normal. And, and that's a really fast healing journey for a lot of people. I mean, I was blessed that my detoxification, my, my, my body hadn't broken down to the point where it took longer. For a lot of people I work with, it takes much longer. But yeah. So to, to bullet point 20 years, there you go. That's 20 years of my mom <laughs> and, and she's lost down most of her weight and I've still kept my weight off and kept Lyme, you know, to where I don't deal with that anymore. And yeah, there you go. That's incredible. I, I, I love that you, that you kind of didn't, ex, um, you didn't accept like, okay, this is just how it's going to be. 25, you could have 70 years of life left, right? And the fact that you're like, no, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, I think that can sometimes, and you can speak to this too, if you've experienced it. I think that sometimes that thought of like, I might, this might be really hard. This might be really hard to figure out. I think sometimes keeps people from taking that first step or leap um, into maybe an alternative way that isn't the cookie cutter. I'm visiting my, you know, general practitioner that I've been seeing for 20 years and he doesn't know what's wrong with me. Well, then I guess I'm never going to figure it out. And um, I think that you are just such a beacon of light in this space of really difficult, chronic issues and conditions that other doctors don't want to touch that they don't even they don't even know how they don't even know how have the tools not because they're a bad person but because they maybe haven't gone to the lengths that you have to figure it out and to really make it part of your practice um so with that i definitely want to um kind of transition into um this 
topic that I feel like comes at me all the time from women. And it's either um, maybe a primary concern or a secondary kind of um, kind of latched onto another concern, which is um, really difficult weight loss or weight loss resistance. And um, I just want to hear from you, how common is it from women or people that you work with um, to, to have weight loss resistance as a chief concern or maybe a secondary concern of theirs? It's extremely common and it's extremely common for people that are even dealing with a lot worse things, or at least seemingly worse things like fatigue and pain and fog and, and depression where weight loss is way up at the top. And that's because of the, the importance they have on it. And I'll even tell them, I'm like, yeah, we'll get there. But you've probably tried every normal diet. Yeah. Because by the time people get to me, it's no longer, well, let me just cut out my carbs and we're good to go. Or let me cut out, you know, let me exercise a little more. We're good to go. That's not where these, the people that I work with are. The, the women that I work with have tried it all. And a lot of times they are absolutely the best patient you would ever want because they will follow to a T everything you want them to do. And they're still struggling. So, so many women aren't eating enough to lose weight or they're not, they're not doing the detox or getting rid of the root causes to lose weight. And with weight loss resistance, it's complicated. So usually the person that comes into me is, is someone who they are dealing with a lot and, and it's heavy. And, and I don't really get the opportunity to work with those who are dealing with the easy stuff. And, and, I, and I'm trying to figure out how to say this just right, because it's important with people to know that like, yeah, weight loss is supposed to be this easy thing. It's a calorie count and, and that's how it's supposed to be. So fewer calories in than, than go on, then you burn and you lose weight. That's not how it is. It's not, it's not that simple. We're not, we're not calculators. <laughs> we're not calculators. There's so many more pieces of that puzzle. If you have inflammation or infections or gut dysfunction or, or hormone dysfunction, all of these things play a role. And, and once you lock those all down, then weight loss does become a little bit more of a, a calculator of sorts where you can control it so much more easily once you remove all this extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that approach. Looking at the body as a whole and then removing interferences to health and not just um, not just assessing one pill or capsule or diet or portion. We're looking at the, the whole body and the, the mind, right? Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that approach and how it might be different than, you know, just kind of like the standard approach that we see in most medical um, organizations? Yeah, so we all think about specialties, right? So you have the specialty of the heart or the, or gastro or brain. And in my opinion, those guys are needed for surgery and those guys are needed in an acute situation. But my viewpoint on somebody when they walk into my office is the whole picture. I actually get a symptom list, like a long symptom list, because so many people have so many things going on. And then I have them rate each category. So how's your depression and your stomach and your pain, your anxiety, your brain fog, your, your ability to go to the bathroom, your sleep. And I have all of these ratings because you are a whole person. Mm -hmm. You are every experience you've ever had. You are everything you eat, everything you do to exercise, everything that you've ever gone through 
has to play a role in your journey to health, especially in chronic illness. Because if you are a woman who has had PTSD and every time the door opens, you stress out or every time someone touches you on the back, you have a stress flare up then your cortisol level is going to be spiking. Your adrenals are going to be spiking, which retain body fat. If you are a, a woman who has starved herself for years trying to control weight and your body is constantly in a safe storage type of, of mechanism, a starvation mechanism, then everything that we give you calorically is going to be stored to fat because your body thinks it's in starvation. Mm-hmm. Even if you changed right before you came to me, what's your history? So all of these pieces play a role in our journey to your healing because, again, you're more than just right now. You're more than just the inches around your waist. You are a whole picture. And anything that interferes or has interfered with your journey potentially still could be and also could be hindering our movement forward. So if you drank water from a well that had metal when you were a child, maybe that is stored in your fat cells and your body doesn't want to open that up because your liver isn't quite handling the extra estrogen you have from that patch that you got from your doctor. Mm. So we need to support the liver, get your hormones regulated, then get your body to focus on getting the lead out. And now all of a sudden your body just melts the fat off because it no longer needs that storage for the toxin that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you touched on it a little bit there and I, I really want you to speak to the brilliance and the genius. You might think it's simple, but I think there's going to be people who are listening that are like, Oh, I get it. Cause I had that response a little bit too, when I heard this, but this almost like this thought of like a ladder or like pathways of detox and you can't just go in and rip the part body apart and, and detox on a deep level. You have to almost like go up the la- the the rungs of a ladder. Can you explain kind of the order that you work with for people? Um, and ultimately, you know, if the end goal is losing 20 or 30 pounds that they need to, to be healthy, you know, where do you even start? Well, I just want to give a success story on this before I dive into that. I had a woman come in, had been eating 500 calories a day, for a year and exercising, which I don't know how you are strong enough mentally to do that because I couldn't. So more power to her for having that, that just willpower and drive. Seriously. So what I did was I started with detox and drainage, which is what we're talking about. The ladder here, the, the pathways. I said, okay, first of all, we've got to get everything that's toxic and infectious out of you. We got to lower the burden on your body. So I said, number one, you got to go to the bathroom. You must go to the bathroom every day, hands down, no questions. So we started there. And that you're, you're talking about poop, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just poop. want my listeners to know it's, we need both. We need both of the functions, the one and the two to make sure you're detoxing. Yeah. And for her, after we got that going, and I'm going to give more detail as, after this, but we've got the rest of the liver, lymph. We decreased a couple of organisms that were in her. And then I said, you must eat 10 calories per pound of body weight. And I also gave her some direction on this of it must not all be carbs. It's got to be, you know, minimum 30, 30, 30, or 33, 33, 33 on your macro breakdown. So carbs, 
protein and fat. And you need to pay attention to your glycemic index so your carbs can't all just be refined sugar type foods that are processed. So I gave her some direction there. But weight just started falling off once we got past the burden. And I actually said that to her. Once we got to that point where she'd done this kind of diet before, the weight just fell off. She lost like 40 pounds almost effortlessly after a year of, of crash dieting yeah. because we opened everything up. So here's what we did. She went number two every day. And then we started working on the colon because she had a little bit of colon distress and not a lot. Um, but anytime you have constipation, there's colon distress. So we jumped in there and I use some products I work with, which is it okay if I say, yeah, absolutely. So we worked with something called Repairavite. We, we added that into there, which is just a colon support. And then I went into the liver because it's just working up that ladder, right? So the bottom of the ladder is bowel movements and then the bowel and then the liver. So we went to the liver and she had a gallbladder, but it was a little tender to the touch. So we added some TUD kit in there, which is increasing bile salts, which help you to detox. And then we supported the liver itself with uh, kidney liver support, which is a product I use, but the base of it is milk thistle and some of your glutathions and your knacks. And then we went from there into the lymph. So I wanted to drain her whole body. Lymphatic ducts drain out every cell of your body. If you don't have them draining, then your body is holding on to the toxins that your cell create just to make energy, but much less anything that's been packed away in your body from years of toxic burden. So as we opened up this funnel, I just allowed more and more of the body to drain. Once we drained all that out, we said, okay, next step, we're going to go after the, the infectious burden. So do we have parasites, yeast, bacteria, which let me tell you, if you have constipation, you do. If you have anxiety, those, you have, you have one of those things. Yeast or can you say them again? Yeast, mycoplasma, bacteria, parasites, or viruses. Those are the things, the organisms that, that can be in your infectious burden and, and just weigh you down. Mm. If you have constipation, diarrhea, abdominal distress, depression, anxiety, you know, pain throughout your body, like fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, any of those things, you have, you have at least one or more of those infections in your body that you need to take care of. I've yet to meet someone who didn't. Mm. So as we reduced that infectious burden on this woman, I mean, it's just like turning the lights on her body just started to light up and she couldn't believe it because she's like, I can't eat this much. That's what she was telling me. <laughs> I cannot eat this much food that you're making me eat. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you're eating 1400 calories a day. Like every meal I eat 1400 calories. How can you not eat that much? <laughs> she's like, you know how hard it is to eat this much food. I'm like, no, but I, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she did. And she ate it and, and the weight came off and her energy skyrocketed. I bet. And she got to have fun with her grandkids now because she could keep up with them and her joints didn't hurt anymore from the extra weight. And I mean, mm. again, that's why I do my job is yeah. show me pictures of playing with her grandkids. And I'm like, okay, yep, that's why we do this. So, you know, when we're talking about detox and detoxing the body, I feel like detox is a very buzzy word right now. And there's, you know, teas and capsules and things like that where, you know, I, I've had people send them to me because 
I'm not a detox expert by any means, but I think they see me as someone who knows something about health and maybe she'll know better than I do. And even I know like, no, that tea is going to do nothing. It's going to do nothing for you. Please do not waste your money on that. Can you explain, um, kind of, I guess, define um, detox and why those like quick working detox teas or capsules are not going to do anything? One of the questions that I get basically every single day is, hey, Mimi, is this a good mushroom product? It's usually accompanied by a picture of Company X mushroom product, and this person wants my help in deciding if they should keep using it or buy it for the first time. There are new mushroom companies popping up all the time as medicinal mushrooms become more and more popular. And nine times out of 10, I have to be the bearer of bad news and let the person who's asking me know that the pure mushroom product they thought they were getting actually has a lot of grains, oats, or rice in it, which act as fillers and bulk up the product. I know, not awesome. But then I get to be the bearer of good news and let this person know that there are companies that are creating incredible mushroom extracts. My favorite is Real Mushrooms. Real Mushroom products are exactly that real mushrooms. They are organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested multiple times for their scientifically verified active compounds. No grain, no starch, no fillers, just real mushrooms. My favorite right now are the lion's mane and chaga extract powders, but they also have capsules for you if you're on the go. To get some real mushrooms in your beautiful body, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi to receive your hefty discount, or just check the show notes below for the link. Bringing you only the best. Cheers, boo. Yeah. So let me make some bold statements here. Your seven-day liver cleanse, not worth the money. Your 30-day liver cleanse or bowel cleanse, I call those poopers. They make you poop. They're not going anywhere. When I work with somebody, especially with weight loss resistance, it's minimum six months. Mm. It's minimum one month per year you've been having the difficulty. And I work with people who've been 50 years. Wow. You know, I've got a woman who is 73 and she's now past weight loss resistance, fatigue, brain fog, all of those things. It took me three years with her, but it was 50 years. I mean, since she was younger than me now, since she was younger than me when my journey started, you know, at 25, she's been dealing with this. So don't do your gimmicks. Don't do your multi-level marketing, this three-month package that's eat a little bit better and take a couple of B vitamins along with this colon product because you need something custom to you most of the time. So when I work with someone, I'm looking at their liver panels. I'm looking at their organic acid test. I'm looking at their hair mineral analysis test because all of these give me hints at what direction I need to go. Yeah. If you don't feel anything in a, let's say a negative way. If you don't feel a little bit of a detox reaction, which means maybe a little tiny flu-like symptom or maybe a little bit tired, or a little brain foggy or a little heavy. If you don't feel any of that in your cleanse, it's not doing anything. Mm. See, I think, um, 
that's a misconception, right? Because people want to, of course, we all want to avoid pain if we can. But I think um, that that detox reaction is kind of painted in a negative light. Um, of course, it's uncomfortable, but it sounds like it's something that's quite necessary. For sure it is. And it's a sign that something's happening. Now, working with a professional like me can tell you if that's a good sign or an acceptable amount of the sign. Right. That's the big thing there. We don't want to just detox so hard or like I said, remove the infectious and toxic burden at such a rapid pace that the body can't handle it. So we don't want to put so much stress on you that now your body is going the wrong way. It's getting worse and it's, it's hurting more, but we want to know that something's happening. And when people call into me and, and, and we have a follow-up pretty quickly after we get started on some of these things, because I want to make sure that we're connected closely and that I can coach you through these. It's, let me start you on something. We're going to build up slowly. We're going to talk in two weeks. And they call me like, ah, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more fatigued. I'm feeling a little bit more, you know, lymph swelling because I've taught them these words and taught them what to look for. And I'm like, okay, great. We know it's working. Now bump up your lymphatic support and bump up your, your liver support. And then, you know, a few days later, they email me, oh, I feel so much better. I'm like, great. So now you know that it's working. Now you know we can keep it under control. Let's get moving. Let's do this. Yeah. I love that. That's so amazing that you have that wisdom and that you can just like read cues in someone's body. And in turn, it's helping them become more aware of what's happening in their own body. You know, in, in oftentimes I think with chronic illness or these difficult to live with conditions, they're, they have this baseline that just feels like crummy all the time. And I think when you like lift a little bit of that from someone, then they, we are able to kind of tune into our body um, in a different way and take these cues and this, you know, and really tap into our own bodies, like wisdom and intuition. Do you find people like doing that as you work with them? For sure. One of the things I always say is, is you are your own best advocate. And we are a team. I am coaching you. I am not the person running the race as much as I would love to be there to help you. I'm here to coach you. I'm here yeah. to guide you and you have to do this. So the more that I can educate you when an audible needs to be called, I was an athlete, right? An audible. So to change of direction, a, a pivot, a detour needs to happen. Then you will know to do that. And you don't always have to call me because you're going to be living in your body the rest of your life. And if I can teach you, how to listen to it. That is the biggest thing that I can do for you to give you freedom to make decisions for yourself to where you're not just calling me every time something's happening. Yeah. And I got to say one thing has come up in this talk several times. One thing I like to post out there on Instagram, just to stir up some, some thoughts for people. is I'm like, headaches are not normal. Don't accept them. Mm. Stomach aches are not normal. Don't accept them. Random just all over body aches is not normal. Don't accept it. <laughs> IBS means your stomach hurts and, and whoever is your practitioner doesn't know why. Fibromyalgia means you hurt and your practitioner doesn't know why. Chronic fatigue means you're tired and your practitioner doesn't know why. Don't accept these things. Listen to them, understand them, understand what triggers them and what doesn't, and let's get over them. Yeah. I love that. I love that approach. Just not accepting them and, and knowing that everything is figure outable and it might take some time, but we can figure it out. I absolutely love that approach. Um, 
I love that. It sound, I'm, I'm chuckling because it sounds so simple when you say it out loud. Headaches are not normal. Stomach aches are not normal. Have, I have a, a, my best girlfriend in the world. She told me, you know, I've had a stomach ache for seven years and I just kind of like live with it. This was, you know, a couple years ago. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. I just felt this immediate pull to like try to help her figure it out because she thinks it's normal, but it's not. And there's something that's going on. Um, that just, it just reminded me when you said that it sounds so simple, but it's powerful to like, let people take that ownership and really be like, okay, I'm not accepting this. This isn't normal. Jabin said so. So I'm going to figure it out. Um, I wanted to, um, ask you specifically with, you know, weight loss resistance, something that probably is quite common. I would imagine is some level of insulin resistance or blood sugar issues. Can you speak to a little bit, um, on that and also, um, maybe some common signs and symptoms that people could look for in their own body um, that that you see often in your practice latched onto weight loss resistance. Yeah, so kind of a lot to that that statement you just made. So insulin, insulin's huge. Insulin is one of the driving forces in weight gain. Weight insulin is the hormone your body uses to pull sugar from your blood and put it into fat. So we don't want a lot of insulin floating around. A lot of insulin floating around means that you're gonna be heavy. So I oftentimes I'm looking at blood sugar. Are we above 90 on blood sugar fasting? That kind of signal, signals me to start paying attention. Above 100, we're definitely gonna be aggressively looking at blood sugar. If your hemoglobin A1C is below five, honestly below 5.1 or above, 5.5, I'm looking at blood sugar. And my range right there is completely my own. It's even different than some of the functional medicine ranges out there. But it's because every time I ask somebody below 5.1 on their blood sugar, do you get hangry, meaning a little irritable whenever you have an eight? Almost always it's a yes. Now, exceptions to this rule. If you're a faster or a keto person, you're gonna be lower. But just in general, you're gonna get hangry. So if, if you get hangry, if you get lightheaded, if you get dizzy when you're not eating, if you can't go more than eight hours without having a crash, and that's a long time for a lot of people. I used to be the worst. Before I got into fasting and, and even on my own health journey, it'd be like 10 o'clock, and mind you, I started at nine. So like 10, 10.30, clients would bring food in because they knew that I was starting to have that little bit of blood sugar. I wasn't gonna eat till 12. They would know. This, this little sweet old lady would make me this uh, Texas caviar, which is like beans and, and sauces and, and stuff, and then bring chips like Tostino's chips at about 4, 4.30 when she would come in about once a month. And because she knew that I would appreciate that because I would be hungry and I'd be starting to crash. Now, but since then, I've done all this stuff on insulin with intermittent fasting, 24-hour fasting, block fasting, which is three days or more, dry fasting, which means with just water. I've done that to myself tremendously. I can do 24 hour fast, go to a CrossFit workout, get done with the CrossFit workout and be just fine. Mm. So fasting is an incredible tool there that helps to write the insulin load. And, and there's so many books out there right. on, that I love and I've read and I've listened to podcasts and listened to speakers and, and insulin is a huge problem. I've had a guy on insulin and, you know, I love the success stories. He was on insulin. He was a hundred pounds overweight. He was impotent. 
we put them into fasting and on a blood sugar support supplement just that's it just one he lost 50 pounds got off insulin and stopped being impotent wow just changing the diet just from fasting and one supplement right incredible changes from yeah. controlling insulin so yes insulin's huge out there especially for weight loss resistance so stop eating the carbs get away from the sugar don't eat the insulin triggering sweeteners and the toxic sweeteners because by the way insulin resistance can be due to inflammation in your body from those toxins and infections we've already talked about so if you remove the toxin infection burden then you can decrease the inflammation allowing insulin resistance to fade yeah inflammation i feel like is just it's also one of those buzzwords that i feel like it's said a lot but maybe not everyone knows what exactly that means and what's going on in the body. Um, I've heard you explain quite a bit through your videos, which are wonderful. Um, the load or, or the, um, the burden that inflammation can have in the body. But one thing that I haven't heard anyone else talk about is receptor inflammation, mm -hmm. right? Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, Receptor inflammation means that we have inflammation on your cell where the hormone is supposed to be able to go in and it's as if the mailman's trying to get mail into your mailbox, but it's locked shut. Mm. So that signal, because all your hormones are is basically mail coming from your, your glands, your thyroid, your brain, going out to your tissues, telling your tissues to do something. So thyroid, for instance, it's sending mail out to your body that says increase the metabolism if your receptors have inflammation and that male can't get in then your body doesn't know to increase metabolism and you don't burn calories your metabolism doesn't go up you don't heal you don't poop you get depressed yeah. so that's that piece there but looking at lab work for your listeners you know if you have a neutrophil ratio neutrophils is a white blood cell if it's lower than 50 in percentage in your blood work and your lymphocytes have gone up 40 plus, you probably have inflammation. If you have C-reactive protein, sed rate, homocysteine, those are all inflammatory tests. They're things that you could order and look at really easily to understand if that's a, a high possibility. Now, you can have inflammation without those being positive, but those are some quick, easy ways that you can just go back in your lab work and look at today, right after this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's really important. I'm glad you touched on blood work because I feel like a lot of people ask questions or maybe their doctor isn't even ordering blood work. I've talked to people that, and this has happened to myself, where I have to convince my doctor to order the labs that I that I want because I've done research on my own. I've read books. I've listened to other experts, and I'm, I'm really confident that I need these tests. Um, I have to like convince them. And it's really frustrating for the patient when they're just trying to get information so then they can like, then they can start their healing journey. Um, and I love that you use blood work um, as a map, right? It's, it's like, yeah, we can try, we can, but everything is somewhat of a shot in the dark if you don't have like hard data to work off of in the body. I wanna give people 
a kind of um, a, a, a starting point for if, you know, for the woman who's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm identifying with everything that Jabin is saying. I have this going on. I have this going on. I have this. This sounds familiar. Oh my gosh. I want to give people a little bit of hope and um, maybe something that they can start with today. And then, you know, what are maybe some starting points that are really common with these types of patients for you that we can give to the listener now start here. Yeah. So I'm just going to run down that ladder we were talking about earlier. And I've given a lot of tips through here about lab work to look at. So listen, you know, check your lab work, see about those things, make a symptom profile for yourself to understand where you're at and, and write it all down mm. and check it every month so that you can see if progress is happening because sometimes we get moving where you forget that you used to have stomach cramps or you used to have bloating or you used to have itching all over your skin which by the way means your lumps backed up um so yeah write all that down and then start here if you have a digestive issue and it's loose stool fix that with the reparavite enterovite and start looking for the infection causing it. If you have constipation, fix that with aloe 450, bowel mover, magnesium citrate, so that you can start getting the bowel stabilized. Mm. Once that's done, go up the ladder. What's going on in the bowel? Do we have the need for doing some sort of microbial flush? So whether that be bacteria or parasite. Honestly, I start with parasite. If I don't have, if I don't know you, I would start with parasite and then go to bacteria while supporting your detox pathways above that, which means go to liver, get your kidney liver support, go to lymph, get your lymphatic support. So what I've basically said now is make sure you're pooping, make sure you're stabilizing the gut, make sure you're supporting the liver, make sure you're supporting the lymph. This allows for that funnel of toxins to come out so that when you start losing weight, your body says, okay, I can get the toxins out so I'll allow you to lose weight. Whereas if you're not doing what I just told you, your body's like, no, no, no. We are not flushing those toxins back into the body, causing more damage. I'm going to hold on to them. I'm just going to make you tired. So if you decrease my calories, we'll just slow down everything so you don't move as much. That way we balance with your calorie count. Yeah. So do those things that I just mentioned. And then on the dietary side of things. Mm-hmm. My level give or take average diet if i had to just throw what i think the average person out there should be doing what's your body weight multiply it by 10 calories for some women that is way more than they're eating yeah. a lot of the ones i work with it is starvation is not the key to losing weight if you are an exercise junkie like me you have to add those calories in because we're talking about net calories, right? Like at the end of the day, this is net calories. So if you eat, I'm going to, you know, simplify this for listeners. If you eat 2000, roughly 2000 calories, but then you also go on a run, you do a high intensity interval workout and you're really active in your job, you might be burning up to 600 calories. So your net would be 1400 and that may or may, may not be right where you need to be. But we're talking about net, not just the calories that you consume, but at the end of the day, what does your body have to work with, right? Yeah, so that net of, of 1,400 calories that you just said means that the person should weigh about 
140 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good measure for people to, to, um, to start with. I've never heard that from anyone else. I mean, you, we kind of just go off this like 2000 for everybody. It's like what's on every single food package. And I like that you're, you're, you're kind of, kind of giving the person a boutique experience. Like, no, this is individualized. Like, and it just kind of reiterates the fact that this is all individualized. We're trying to get steps that people can get into place, but you know, it's not going to look the same for every single person. It shouldn't because we're all different. We all have extremely different bodies and minds and pasts and trauma and habits and everything. So it makes sense that the approach could have, you know, the same building blocks, but it might be in, in different orders or look different for different people. And I love that you cater to the individual. Um, are you able to, cause I know after this, people are going to want to look you up and look up your work and probably try to work with you. Are you able to, um, work with people virtually or is it more of an in-person experience? I was definitely virtual. I'm actually uh, traveling soon and I'll be working completely virtually for the first day I'm there, um, not even in my own office. So about 90% of my clinic right now is virtual, which has been a blessing to allow me to continue to go out and learn and train and bring more information back to every individual I work with because I, I literally have a list in my mind of the people that are kind of my, my motivation to find that next, mm. next piece for them. Because in my time, there's been a person or two and, and I see up to hundred people a week. And there's a few people that are just on there. They're like, okay, I didn't quite have the last piece of their puzzle. So I'm constantly going and learning. And this virtual thing has been very, very much a blessing to allow me to continue my education every day and work with people. Yeah. I love that. Um, this approach, when you explain it seems like who could argue with this approach, right? Yet there are plenty of people that use different approaches and maybe they just don't have the same kind of education or um, maybe motivation that you have. Do you see any sort of shift in healthcare or in our medical system at all towards this? Um, and if not, why not? Like what's the pushback here? It seems amazing. <laughs> well, um, the shift that I see is in individuals that have experiences. So I'm at conferences all the time. I have literally someone shadowing me, I think almost every day of the week anymore. Um, Are these people in, in med school or chiropractic school or? Or already in practice. Uh, last week I had two chiropractors drive in six hours. I've had a medical wow. doctor in my room, a nurse practitioner today. Um, because people are wanting to learn, but it's, it's their journeys themselves that tend to bring them to this side. Because this side takes, and this is a deterrent, constant education, yeah, constant thinking outside the box, not cookie cuttering. Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm going to share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. 
But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. You know, I get done at the end of the day and sometimes my brain's tired because I, I sat on the phone or on a, a Zoom call with someone, you know, with my hands on my head going, all right, so this is where you were and this is what you've done and this is the next step and, and why is there a hitch here? So I'm sitting there, you know, quietly thinking through this and, and my client's just looking at me like, okay, what's he going to say? Um, <laughs> it's not cookie cutter. And I think that's a deterrent. I also think that the, the mainstream medical model is designed around acute management. So we're not designed around chronic care. Even weight loss resistance is a chronic problem that requires a multi-therapeutic approach. It's not just as simple as here's a pill, go home or here's a diet, go home, or here's an exercise plan, go home. It's someone that needs to understand all of the pieces of that puzzle. I mean, I was a personal trainer that went to chiropractic school. So I understand the, the physical aspect of exercise plus the body and the way it works and the mechanics in it. And then took extensive training in functional medicine and nutrition and have a degree in exercise physiology and biomechanics along with pre-med. So the amount of knowledge that I've tried to seek to understand how to do this some would love to do that and some have and some don't. And, and then beyond that, insurance is not designed to have people coming back, getting checkups regularly when they're a complicated case and needing to deal with, with the, you know, just insurance not backing that side of it. So there's, there's several deterrents to it because anyone that I work with, they're saying exactly what you said. They're like, my doctor didn't want to run this because they didn't think insurance would cover it. And I'm just looking at them like, well, they may not. I still want to run it. I have co-op. I have a co-op where here's the cash price if your insurance won't, and it's at least reasonable. So instead of vitamin D being three hundred dollars at twenty, mm, yeah, that's um, great. We need the information, and it's not about 
how much money do you need to spend? It's about what does it take to get well within reason, right? Like I don't like talking money because I know how much some people have spent to get well. And I know how much effort and time and, and driving it took me to get well. So I get it. But in the long run, it's, it's, you know, why are you on this journey? Why are you doing this? What is your why? Is yeah. your why to hang out with your grandkids? Is your why so you can have kids? Is your why so that you can feel confident and enjoy your life? Is your why so that you can have a relationship with your family and friends and be able to get back out and do the things you want to do? It's usually a relationship is our why. So put that why on your, on your, your bathroom mirror. This is why I'm doing it. Look at it every day and then get after it. Yeah. 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 I think that that's amazing that you touch on that. Like people sometimes need that extra boost every day, that remembrance of like, this is why I'm doing it. And, um, to, cause it is, it's a lot of work and I, you know, I kind of joke, but it's not really a joke that staying healthy is kind of a full-time job. And it's unfortunate that it has to be that, that way. Um, but you can't, you can't really get around it. You got to be educated on how to read ingredient lists and what, what ingredients are toxic and what not to eat. Um, and which doctors are going to be best for you, which doctors are covered by insurance. Like it is so much time and energy and, and it can feel like a full-time job, but I don't want it to sound all doom and gloom here. When you start to feel better, it's a snowball effect and you mm -hmm. want to keep learning. It, it suddenly transforms, you know, from a burden, you know, it might've started out as a burden, like, okay, I got to learn how the freaking thyroid works. I didn't even know what a thyroid is. That was me when I had, you know, self-induced hypothyroidism because I was over-exercising and under-eating for two years straight. I, my thyroid was non-functional and I, took it upon myself. Okay, I got to figure this out. Even my naturopath was, you know, not picking up on things and I had to become that advocate. I had to, you know, quote, become an expert in the thyroid for myself. And um, I would just encourage anyone out there, like, just know that it might start out as a burden, but then it becomes a snowball. And um, I don't know if you can speak to that at all, or if you've experienced that with patients or even yourself, where it's like, you get this momentum, right? And you want to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep learning. Oh, that's absolutely the truth. And, and so common. I see it all the time. It's, you got to get yourself up out of the bed. You got to get yourself onto your feet, which is hard. And, and when, if you're depressed or if you're fatigued from hypothyroid or any of those things are happening, it's that first step is the hardest step. But then once you feel a little bit of a, a momentum moving forward, you know, just like when you're in life and you, you finally get the job you wanted or the interview you needed, or, um, you know, you, you, in sports, you, you finally get something moving in, in the right direction. That's when you can, you, you're like, okay, I, I can take the next step. And so the biggest piece of advice people is just get started. Stop yeah. thinking of all the different ways to be perfect that you could start perfectly because the journey is not perfect. The enemy of getting well is perfection. Yeah. So get started, get moving. And then every step you take, you're, it's like the rust is just coming off you or the shackles are breaking away. And you're, I mean, Forrest Gump comes to mind when he's like running and that old scene of the movie 
and yeah. his, his little braces are breaking off of his legs. And I've seen so many people get that point where it's like they were, they're just, just trying to set up in bed and then they were crawling and then they were walking and then now they're, they're running and now they're ready for a marathon and they're like, what, what do we do next? And I'm like, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's got to feel great for you too. I mean, that's probably what, you know, brought so, so much emotion to you in the beginning when you're speaking to, you know, do loving what you do and, and helping people literally change their life and get their life back. Um, I, I love that. And it, it's, it's a great visual. Just remember Forrest Gump, you guys running and he's realizing he can use his legs and then he becomes stronger. And yeah, I love that. Um, I know there are going to be people who are listening who have tried all the diets and tried all the things and restricted and then worked out more, tried this workout program, this 90 day challenge and nothing budges. And they're totally like, okay, yeah, this sounds like me. Um, that shift from thinking about ourselves as cal calorie calculators, right? Where we are, that is at the forefront. Like when you look up weight loss, um, you know, or diets or anything, it's all centered around, well, what are you eating and how are you exercising? So that pathway is very well groomed in our minds. It was for me. And it takes, I think, a lot of work. I think that's almost like the first step for, for people is, is getting out of that grooved run in your brain or that groomed run in your brain that equates health and weight loss to what you're eating or not eating and how you're exercising. Can you speak to the mindset piece? Um, I'm sure you've seen it a lot with clients and patients. Um, can you speak to that piece at all? What advice can you give the woman or person who's listening, who's in that groomed run? How do we, how do we branch out? How do we get out of that pathway, that mental pathway? So something came to mind as you keep saying calculator. I want to say before you can even use your calculator, you got to have the power, the battery, the energy, right? Yeah. So although your body does in a way calculate calories, if the battery is not energized, you will not be doing any calculations. Yeah. That's a really good point. I love that. So although all of your education out there on how many calories to eat and what food to eat is all great information, maybe, um, to be perfectly honest, once you get the power turned on, you don't have to be as calculated, which is why I said the enemy of reaching your journey's end or your goal is perfection. So the mindset of so many women, when they get into these routines of, I must work out and eat little, work out a lot and eat a little, is those, those people that can do that, they are driven. They are, you know, sometimes you're a type person and they're like, I must do this to win. It's shifting because if you've done it and you know you've tried all the diets and you know you've stuck to the workout plans and you know you've ate well and it's not working, why are you continuing to do that? And that's the conversation I have with women all the time. Why are you continuing to run into the same wall when it's not budging? Yeah. So let's, let's try something new because what do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. And something that maybe not just new, he's not necessarily talking about a new diet or a new exercise plan, like a whole new approach 
yeah. process. Like let's flip it on its ass and let's start with how's your pooping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, I didn't really mean to make that pun, you guys, but it just kind of worked out. <laughs> Let's look you know, at, are you pooping, you guys? It can be that simple. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you can't lose weight. So let's, let's go back to the beginning. Let's see how your body is working. Let's make it work well. Let's optimize it. Because if I can make your body work masterfully, if I can turn the power on, if I can crank up the volume that your body wants to burn calories in, right? So if we can get you moving to where instead of you feeling a little lethargic during the day or feeling a little tired or feeling just, just not spunky and perky and happy and hyper, if I can make you feel that way, how many more calories are you going to burn even if you're eating a few more? Right. Then your body's going to allow you to not store everything and start burning it off. So instead of focusing over here on how much weight do I need to lose and how many calories do I need to eat, how much do I need to exercise, go to the other side, go over here and focus on how healthy can I become. Stop counting your calories, start counting your chemicals. Let's focus on driving your energy up and getting your mitochondria well. And then it seems like the body just starts working. It's not yes. about the calories being the, the root of all evil. It's about optimizing your health and letting the body be well. Because here's the deal. Our bodies are not meant to be obese. Our bodies are not meant to be bone thin, nothing on them. They're meant on an organism level, on a physiological level, to be maybe slightly more than a six pack you know, having a little more fluff than a six pack. If you want to have a six pack, it takes a little bit more effort in in the the calorie counting world, but slightly more than a six pack and healthy and vibrant and well, because your body wants to be able to survive a couple of days without eating because it used to have to do that back in nomad days. But it it also, if you were way overweight, that, that uh, lion or cheetah or bear is going to eat you. So that's a natural state is to just a little bit, of extra weight, just a tiny bit. That's not a bunch of love handles. That's just enough that you can still run and exercise and move, but you can also go a few days without eating. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, I'm also going to put on a t-shirt, stop counting calories, start counting chemicals. <laughs> I love that. Was that the, have you ever said that before? I have. Oh, okay. It seemed to roll off. I was like, wow. I was like, that is amazing. If that just came out in this talk. No, but I love that. And really what, what you're doing is you, Jabin, just know how the body works and how it's supposed to work. So instead of beating the body up and working against it and restricting calories, like, no, you don't, you get less, you get less, you get less to work with and you have to work work out more. We're going to put you through more intense workouts. You can see how the body would kind of like rebel against that action, right? You're kind of working against what it wants to do. And not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but if that's all you're focusing on, um, with your approach, you're understanding how the chemistry, how the physiology works, and you're basically gathering information from the body and using that information to guide it to 
what we eventually want to get to, which is drainage, which is lymph, which is, you know, all these things that you're talking about in this detox pathway, you're working with the body, keeping the person connected to their body rather than just like sitting there, you know, butting heads, you know, with their body. Um, I, I just, I love that approach. And um, I can't, I can't speak highly enough of what you're doing and that it's so different, um, but so needed and not just for weight loss resistance, but for treating all sorts of chronic issues in the body, just major, major props. Well, thank you. It's, it's simply just getting the word out to everybody that is my goal is that if you just simply remove the stress from the body, remove the interference, decrease the stress burden, stress being mental, emotional, physical, chemical, infectious. When you reduce that, it just, the body just works. Mm -hmm. It just works. And, and that means it just works. Even if you have autoimmunities, Hashimoto's lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, it works. If you have all sorts of other Crohn's, all sort of colitis, celiac, food allergies, sensitivities. If you remove all this stress out, the body just starts working. And it's not this magical set of supplements or this complicated thing. It's just remove the stress, which is complicated to do. But once you've done it, it's just simple. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. The life I live health-wise is so simple. I do not eat perfect. I love a good whiskey with a buddy every once in a while, but it's every once in a while. And it's after I got well. I love those nasty nachos that have the crap cheese on them every now and then. It's like, a, you know, your dirty little secret as a doctor. Like, I still <laughs> like that thing. I'm not perfect. You don't have to be once you got well. And as long as, you know, I eat six days a week, pretty close to organic paleo. I like more meat in my diet. That fits me. And, and everybody's diet is going to be a little different. My friend, your friend, Emily eats more vegan. And it's, it's what fits you in your lifestyle. Once you're well, that we can find for you to make it simple. Learning to get there takes some effort, but once you're there, it's just easy. And I can tell you this, living the way I live is less stressful, eating very cleanly and naturally and, and keeping my bucket empty is much better than those people out there that haven't emptied their buckets, but are constantly striving to work out harder or count their calories, or, you know, they're dealing with 30 medications or they're dealing with what's the next craze that I'm going to have to go to, to get myself well. Whereas I'm just like, you know what, Saturday night buddies, we're going to go eat whatever we want. We're going to do whatever we want. And the other six days a week, I'm going to be pretty clean, not perfect, but pretty clean. Yeah. I think the body responds, um, once you're healthy, like you said, um, and this is something that I'm telling myself as I'm saying it to all you gentle listeners, the body responds to what you do probably 90% of the time. Like that's the information that it's going off of. And that other 10% is a little bit of wiggle room because the body, if it was that fragile, we'd all be dead, right? Like if it was that fragile, if the margin of error was that tiny, Um, to see results and to see, you know, to see or sustained health, we'd all be dead. 
So, um, have confidence in your body and, um, just know that like what you do the majority of the time is going to be the information that your, your body goes off of. And, and, and I, as a former <laughs> recovering orthorexic, you know, person that was dialed into the T that's not what my body wanted. And it told me in, you know, a rash all over my body in subpar thyroid in acne in, you know, menstrual issues, all of these things, my body was speaking to me, telling me, Hey, we hate this. We hate this. Like you might have a six pack, but we hate this. Listen to your body, keep listening to your body and know that it has your back. It's trying to keep you alive, right? It's not trying to make you look good always in a swimsuit. It doesn't care about your next Vegas vacation. It keeps, it's, it's worried about keeping you alive. So one thing that I just, um, I want to speak to, um, that we mentioned was, you know, um, your body holding on to fat and actually storing these toxins in your fat. You kind of alluded to it a little bit, but, um, to my knowledge, fat can be protective in that if your body didn't store these toxins in your fat cells, they would be roaming free in your body. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So it's it, the, the scientific word, I guess, is sequester. So okay. your body takes this toxicity as you bring it in. So you're eating inorganic food and getting glyphosate, which is, is a pesticide, a Roundup uh, pesticide, things like that. You're getting into your body. And your body's like, what do I do with this? Like, I can't get it out fast enough because I'm already dealing with these other things. So I'm just going to put it off to the side. I'm going to stick it into your fat cell because your fat is going to protect it from damaging the rest of your body. And I'm just going to put it in there. And, and when I get time, when I'm, when I catch up on what I'm doing right now, I'm going to get to that. And if your fat cells are anything like my lifestyle, if I put something to the side, it might be there for a very long time. And if you keep doing that every day, then your, your to-do list gets so long and your to-do list is your extra pounds on your waist. It gets so long that now you're 50 pounds overweight or you're, and, and you're like, man, I just can't get rid of that. No matter what I do now that I'm trying to get to losing the weight. So that's what's happening with storing toxins and fat. And to that point, that's why I was saying earlier, you know, you need to detox while you're losing weight because your body's letting all that out and it has to go somewhere. So you need to bind it up and, and get it out through your drainage pathways down the ladder, all the way out of your bowel. Otherwise it just recirculates your body makes new fat cells or puts it back in the ones you already have and they don't lose weight. So detox to losing weight is a hugely successful formula with people because it's the piece they've never tried. It's the piece they've never implemented because who talks about the, your weight loss plan being a detox. Yeah, I, I've, I hear detox and I think people think like, I don't know. I don't know what people think. It's such a buzzy word that I think it's just like, it's in these muddy waters and it's diluted by a whole bunch of crap out there. So when you actually refer to detox in the sense that you're talking about, I think it takes a little bit of education to even understand for most people, what does that even mean? Right. And so I think, I think you explain it beautifully. And I love, I love that analogy. Um, I, I just, I, I know this is going to hit home for so many people. And I, I love, um, that you, that you speak about it in this way. Um, 
So I want to, I want to be really mindful of your time. You've given us, you've been so generous with your time. Um, is there any last thing that you want to, any final thought that you want to give our listener who's maybe been struggling for years, any word of encouragement or extra little tip um, as they go leaving this interview, leaving this podcast episode into their day and with new vigor, what would you tell them? Yeah, for sure. So if, if you're listening to this specifically because weight loss resistance was in the title, you're probably doing everything to a T that you could do. Don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself some wiggle room, some forgiveness, some, not that you need to be forgiven, but you probably do in your own mind because you think it's your fault or that you messed something up or you're not doing something right. That's probably not the truth. The truth is you're probably doing everything you can. You're probably doing more than most and you're probably doing it so well that, that at times you're so frustrated that you, you just don't know where to go. Give yourself some room, give yourself praise that you've been able to, to, to listen to the last hour. Give yourself <laughs> praise that you've done so many things and tried so hard. And then write on your, write on a piece of paper, stick it to everything you're around. Perfection is the enemy is done. So stop being so perfect and go a different route. Try something new. And, and it doesn't have to be the things I've talked about today. I, you know, I'm more than welcome, more than happy to help you through those things, but it doesn't have to be my way. It can be any way, but if you've done it already and it's weight control through, through diets of low calories or low carbs or something, try something totally out of your box. There is something that will work. There is. The average person that I work with has been through 20 doctors before they find that's crazy. A long time to find the right direction, but you can and will find it. Keep fighting. You'll get there. And there, there's just, there's so many things I could say at this point because I work Keep with going. So I love it. I love it. I work with so many people that are in desperation because they're so frustrated with the difficulty that they're in, you know, finding a way to enjoy and love the journey can take some of the stress that the journey has on you off. Mm. So instead of getting frustrated and just being mad at yourself or feeling hopeless or depressed, read another journal article on the topic of detox or the topic of fasting, the topic of mitochondria. Those could be enlightening to you, especially in the weight loss resistance category. So stop thinking of weight loss resistance as a problem with what you're eating or how heavy your body is and start thinking of it as a chronic condition that your body needs to be optimized that you need to get a process or two or three in your body more functional and by doing that by by no longer looking at this as a gym problem or you know diet problem and starting to look at this as maybe something a little bit more deep rooted in your body that's when you're going to be getting after this that's when you're going to have a breakthrough and yeah. you can 
I think you're what you're describing is kind of adopting this um, attitude of curiosity within your own body, right? And kind of and being um, combining that with some some obvious energy and and taking the next step and the next step, but having this, I think the more people I talk to in life, this wonder and curiosity rather than shame and guilt and just push through it more like, oh my gosh, okay, I wonder why that's happening. I wonder why this detox reaction is happening. Not shaming your body for, oh my gosh, you're not, you're not working right or whatever, but having this curiosity, I think is, is what you're explaining. And, and you speak so beautifully to it. I wanted to just like you know, let you go on this like beautiful monologue because I think you you are speaking, I know, directly to people. And um, I'm just so, so grateful to you um, shedding some light on this topic that can be really confusing and frustrating for a lot of people. Um, I have just a couple more quick questions for you. Um, the medicine podcast is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And I want to know from you um, currently, what feels like medicine for you, Jabin, for your body right now? Oh, I love getting in the gym, which I have one on my own, in my office with my closest friends and going through the, the pandemic that we've had. There's been four or five of us that work out together every day. And it's like an hour and a half of friend time combined with exercise. And then a lot of times we get together and cook some food and it's usually pretty healthy. I mean, shoot, we had like vegetables and chicken the other week um, that we all cooked together. And, and my medicine is just enjoying the people in my life and being thankful for each and every opportunity I have to to spend time with the people that I love. Love that. What about for your mind? What feels like medicine for your mind currently? Medicine for my mind, for me, <laughs> currently shutting off all the social medias and just relaxing with not a lot going on and mm. maybe sitting in prayer because at night when the lights go off and I can just be alone in my own mind and just kind of converse in prayer, it just takes the load off of anything that's going on. Yeah. I love that. Stillness. It's medicine for sure. What about for your relationships? What feels like medicine currently? For my relationships, Open dialogue. Mm, I love that. Non-judgmental, listening and caring open dialogue with whoever it may be and mm. whatever opinion they may have so that we can understand and love each other for who we are and where we're at. I love that. Yeah. Back to curiosity, having, having some curiosity for the person who's sitting or standing in front of you and, um, I think something that's also helpful is um, going into any conversation, even if it's someone that you don't, you know, you don't agree with um, going into it with the attitude of, I bet they have something that they could teach me. Yeah. You know? 
And I think that that is an easy way to go into any conversation with an open mind. You don't have to leave believing what they say or whatever, but it, it gives you this posture of openness, which um, I think is uh, so wonderful when you've committed yourself to being forever a student. <laughs> and, you know, to, to add to that, every doctor should be talking to their client patient with that same openness to the point of which um, I know this is a podcast, but I would, I could pick up this note that I have sitting right next to me that I'm looking at where I literally write down things that have worked for the person in certain areas like pulsatilla homeopathic has helped someone with PCOS at 30 C five days before menstruation. Cause she was having such a terrible time menstruating and that helped her to not have the difficulty. So I literally learn from hmm. my clients every day, write it down. Usually if I, if I think it's a good idea, I'll order a few, I'll give them to my clients that are dealing with those issues. And if they're working, then I add it to my protocols because as a clinician, I may have more experience and maybe a little more wisdom and health, but I don't know everything. Hmm. And if you've been dealing with something for 20 years, you've probably tried a lot of things. So everyone out here, has knowledge that we can learn from if we're willing to listen and every doctor should take that stance. And if they did, I think we'd have a healthier world. Mic drop right there, everybody. <laughs> I love that. No, seriously. I, I've never heard it put that way from a doctor. Um, and I, I absolutely love that. I think, yeah, if, if every person uh, who was in the medical world had that approach that you just explained, it would be a very different world. Um, I'm going to leave it there because that was so perfect. Um, where can people connect with you and your work and your incredibly informative videos? Uh, let's see. I have a Facebook group for the Facebookers called True Healing Strategies um, off of my page, Dr. Jabin Moore. I have an Instagram page for those Instagrammers. That's Dr. Jabin Moore. And I have a website for those who don't like the social media world where we post the blogs and the articles that we do called Dr. Jabin Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Basically just Google Dr. Jabin Moore and you will find him. Obviously I will also link all of those things in the show notes below. Jabin, you are such a beacon of light and I want to speak to you one more time. Um, I, uh, I am just so grateful for you and the work that you're doing and that you um, are so open and transparent. And um, I just, I can't speak hi highly of you enough. Um, I know there are going to be people who want to work with you or learn from you and I'm excited to hear back from them. I will definitely relay those messages to you. Um, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Y'all listening whatever struck a chord with you today. There was something, some little tidbit, some little, you know, one-liner, some fact, something today that Jabin said um, that hit home with you. I want you to have the courage to take the next step, whether that's looking him up or trying one of the things that he, he mentioned, whatever that is for you, just try it. And uh, I want to encourage you that I am here. He, he is, he's got your back and I'm sure he would um, answer questions for you. And if this resonated with you, um, please 
push the send button, push that little arrow and send it to someone that you know that might be struggling with any of these things that we talked about today. This is how great information gets out. And um, we are reliant on you as well as the listener um, to get this information out and spread this disease prevention and treatment ripple with us. So I thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. Go spread some light. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. If you loved this episode and you want more from Chase and I, you gotta check out our Patreon page. This is basically like a VIP room for our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash the medicine, remember there's no E on the end, and you become one of our patrons, you'll get to experience things like raw, unfiltered podcast episodes that no one else hears, videos from Chase and I under the red hat, and you can even have input on guests, topics, and future products we put out. We are super stoked to connect with you inside and have you as a part of the medicine. Check it out at patreon.com slash the medicine and also linked in the show notes. Cheers and love.